0: I'm Dante Centauri, and I love to talk about insects.
1: I'm Mia Centauri, and I also love to talk about insects.
0: So we'll be talking about insects together on Insect Insect View. View.
1: Hello, and welcome to our second episode of Insect View. If you're coming back, then we're glad that you're still listening. And if this is your first episode, we have another uh, episode up that you can listen to right now. Um, So if you like this one, then go check it out. So today's subject is a bug that I'm sure uh, everyone listening knows about. It is the praying mantis. And this is a much larger group of insects than you might think.
0: It's a little more popular, too.
1: Yeah, they're they're one of the more popular ones, I think. You know, I feel like there's some bugs like, you know, praying mantises, dragonflies, butterflies. They kind of make it into that group of bugs that people who don't like bugs still like, you know. It makes sense because... I mean, I think they're a little more, like, cuter to the general public.
0: Or just interesting. Yeah. Because people, it's a big predator, and that kind of interests people a little more.
1: I think you could make an argument for uh, any sort of bug having sort of personality, but I think it's really, it's really obvious romanticism when you watch them, you know, walk and and look at stuff and hunt. So, uh, what better way to open up this episode than with the, you know, confusing world of taxonomy and classification? Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, so okay. So mantid. So there, there's the order Mantodea, which it contains 2,400 species. Around or, you know there could always be more discovered and all that, but around 2,400 uh, species, and it has 15 families. Families, and the uh, the most, the largest family is Mantidae, but there's a lot of other you know uh, families of mantids, and there's a lot of subfamilies too that are debated whether or not they should be families.
0: Yeah, there's there's debate around a lot of. Insect taxonomy, but it it seems kind of especially intense around mantids.
1: They're in they're uh, a super order uh, along with actually uh, termites and cockroaches. I feel like most of the time they get confused with walking sticks and grasshoppers sometimes. But yeah, their their closest relatives are cockroaches and termites, and yeah, so they're in the same super order Dictyoptera. And again, this also uh, as reading there's some sort of you know whether it should, that should be an order or super order, but you know, that's <laughs> kind of um, a, a field that I feel like I would probably have to research for at least a year before I can, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's all <laughs> can, really complicated.
0: Yeah. And it'll be extremely hard to sum up in a maybe 25-minute yeah. episode.
1: So some of the more common species that if you live, uh, you know, where we live in the U.S. or in the Midwest, some of the, the species that we see all the time are species like the uh, the, the, the Chinese mantis and the European mantis.
0: Yeah, a lot lot of them got here as sort of like agricultural controls. Yeah. Because they're such good predators, they were just brought in to control garden pests. They were brought into fields, imported, and that's how they got such a foothold. And that's why you can find the Chinese mantis pretty much across the United States, I think.
1: Yeah, well, it was first introduced... The Chinese mantis, I think, was accidental.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was was accidentally introduced uh, in 1896. It was near Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Philly. I think it was some... Bot- botanical or agricultural shipment came in. People think that there was just an egg stuck to it, and it got out.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the, they're really small as nymphs, so it's totally plausible it could.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and the, and the Chinese mantis is a. It's I'm pretty sure it's yeah it's the largest mantis in North America, and it's so big it's been seen eating small mammals.
1: They're opportunistic.
0: Yeah, there are some pretty big videos online of it taking hummingbirds from feeders, or
1: if you look up a uh, like praying mantis hummingbird, you can probably find it. But it's just like sitting on the bird feeder, and then just. That's not their main source of food or anything. It's more like they sort of misjudge it. I feel like.
0: Yeah, because they don't usually yeah. go after those large animals because it can seriously hurt so, them. So don't
1: worry. It's... <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not going to attack your cat. Yeah, but the, you can you can easily identify them because like of their large size and also they have a black spot in the inside of their raptorial front leg. So those those pro legs they used to grab their food with. There's a black spot in the inside of it, and that's a dead giveaway. That's a it's a Chinese mm-hmm. mantis. And as for like a native species. A really widespread native species, the Carolina mantis. It's not only from Carolina, as the name kind of might suggest, but it's across the United States. It goes into South America. It's another like important pest control insect. These are actually pretty. When I was doing my research, pretty much all the mantises I looked up, no matter how widespread or obscure they were, they're almost all of them were sold as pets. Yeah. Yeah. It says something for the the insect pet trade, especially with mantises.
1: Yeah, I mean, they. I think aside from the fact that they just, you know, just they, they make very fun and impressive looking pets uh it's probably has to do with the fact that they're pretty easy to you know to ship around and stuff
0: yeah and they're large enough you can handle them
1: yeah and they live for they live for about a year so you know you get some good some good time Mm. with it
0: and because they're for the most part ambush predators that you don't need a ton of space uh they're not going to run away on you and speaking of uh, just ambush predators when you when you say praying mantis people always think of the the chinese mantis the green ones that their arms in the kind of prayer formation but there are a lot of other types of mantises that don't follow the sit and wait uh predation style there are a lot of in america we have some ground varieties that uh they'll run down their prey they're really active predators they're like the grizzled mantis it's a type of mantis that it's america's only tree dwelling tw- tree dwelling species i guess there, there's one more species i'll give a special note to it's another introduced species but this is another one you see a lot online because it's the Mediterranean Mantis. Uh, it's, got a really, it's got a very impressive threat display of whenever it gets threatened. It'll pop up its arms and flash its wings. It's on, on, the, on its hind wing. It's got a really bright eye spot. And so there you'll, you'll see it like squaring off against cats or someone's skateboard. It'll just be popping on yeah. this giant display.
1: So the life cycle... Of the praying mantis is also kind of interesting. The praying mantis will lay something called an otheca, um, which is it's it's just an egg casing, and it, it basically like the actual word itself basically it means it means like egg cover uh, like from the, the Latin words. It's a, the word otheca applies to any sort of like egg mass or something um so you know mollusks mm-hmm. a mollusk will make a thing that is classified as an athaca but also another another notable one is cockroaches if you've ever seen like a, a cockroach athaca it's you know it comes out of their their admin yeah and you usually you might be able to see them on uh, like sticks in a field and stuff it's like this kind of frothy looking
0: it looks like coffee phone yeah. that someone kind of stuck to a tree branch
1: yeah it does it or like that—that um, that stuff that used to like uh, fill in cracks and walls. That...
0: Yeah, yeah, the insulation foam. Yeah.
1: But it's it's made up of these proteins that sort of harden, and it creates an environment for the eggs uh, to be safe from parasites and predation and all that kind of stuff, and you know from from the elements. So that's uh, that's where they hatch from, and so the praying mantis they they live usually for like around a year. The most uh, notable. Or I guess the most well-known part of the praying mantis life cycle is probably their mating, because of the thing about the female eating the male's head.
0: Yeah, the, the cannibalism. Yeah,
1: <laughs> which is it's uh it's not entirely untrue. I mean that does happen, but it's not like a 100% uh, head eating rate. So <laughs> I
0: think for most species it ends up being from around three to 50%.
1: So usually, if if you're the male praying mantis, the odds are it's it's basically when you look at the risk to reward factor. It's usually pretty worth it.
0: They take some time to themselves and they think
1: yeah.
0: okay. Am I feeling lucky? <laughs> yeah.
1: They they look at like the, the horoscope.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they are checking the newspaper. Yeah. They're checking this they got a little magic eight ball they're shaking. Yeah, the
1: Geminis are suspicious su- especially susceptible to cannibalism this winter.
0: Oh, <laughs> like, oh boy. I don't know what yeah. this.
1: <laughs> like, oh, you know, I was gonna I was gonna go, you know, with her, but she's like a Virgo. And I don't uh eh, I don't know if we're totally compatible.
0: Yeah. yeah, mantis horoscopes aren't like star compatibility. It's chance of devouring. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like, no, oh my God, she's a Scorpio. Stop. She's totally going to eat you. You're not. It's not worth it, man. She's not right for you. But I'm in love. But she's going to eat you. <laughs> yeah,
0: I read something that there's some thought that maybe it actually has a sexual advantage from the male because when the female's eating their head, it increases the length of copulation. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, like...
1: That's one way to do it.
0: It might be an advantage for the male, because, like, they're still going, even though the head's gone. Yeah. So that gives their sperm a better chance.
1: Yeah, who was the first praying mantis to come up with that? Like, wait, eat my head.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hold on. I'm a genius. I've got a crazy idea.
1: <laughs> I know this is going to sound crazy, but just, you have to trust me on this one. It's basically the same as eating another bug, right? Like, trying to talk, talk the other mantis into it. Like, no, 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 it's not weird. I don't really... I don't really know. This is kind of... I should. I think I should talk to my friends about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, and but not all of them do the the cannibalism mating because there's actually a species in America, uh, Br- Bruner's mantis, the Bruneria borealis, and they're all part. They're the only mantid species that reproduces only through parthenogenesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, parthenogenesis, so that there aren't any males in the species; it's all females.
1: That's also. Yeah, parthenogenesis is also pretty common in walking sticks. There's plenty of species, mm-hmm. you know, that where there's only females or they've never been able to find a male of the species. And there's some that uh, that can produce bo- both sexually and asexually. So, you know, they they can yeah, lay yeah. unfertilized eggs or they can lay fertilized eggs. So.
0: And the, there's actually, there's, there's cannibalism not only in uh, reproduction, but when they're young as well, that happens. All the little mantas burst out of the othaca. They oftentimes eat each other.
1: Uh, another thing that is kind of interesting is that, you know, if you, you know, you picture a mantis, they have those little triangle heads, and, uh, usually you'll see, like, a little dot in their eyes, and, you know, it kind of moves around, um, but that actually is not, that isn't, like, a real part of their body, it's actually, it's basically a, a trick of the light, it's called a pseudopupil, um, you see it in other, uh, invertebrates in, in some crustaceans as well, and, you know, compound eyes and stuff, um, and basically the way it works is, I mean, I am not 100% on how light refraction and that kind of thing, uh, <laughs> you know, behaves. But basically, just, it's like an area of their eye where the the light, just like, the way it reflects, it, it, like, doesn't make it there. And it just kind of makes, like, a, uh, a spot. And that's why you also see it, it can, like, it kind of moves around when its head moves. Uh, and usually, if, you know, if you're looking at a mantis... You might be able to sort of position your head in a way where you can't see them, and you know that's that's basically um, how their eyes quote actually look.
0: Yeah, it's probably that's probably part of the reason why mantas have such a kind of attract. Like people are people like them so much.
1: Yeah, they're kind of it makes them look cute
0: because it, it almost humanizes them, you know? Yeah, Cause it's looking back at you.
1: Yeah, I feel like mantas are kind of like cats almost.
0: Yeah, they do have that sort of just vibe about them.
1: They, you know, they look, they're sort of of curious looking Mm -hmm. and they have like the hands and yeah, I think I I would definitely, I think that the Lusita peoples help a lot with their popularity.
0: They also have a, mantises actually have, I just learned this when I was doing the research for the episode, they've got one ear just kind of in the middle of their thorax. I think they're they're one of the few species that have just one ear. Most mantises have, I think all mantises have the ear or a vestigial amount of the ear. But depending on the species and what it where it lives and what it does, the ear is present in different forms. So for ground mantises, uh, mantises that uh, run like they attack their prey on the ground, they really don't fly. They they barely have the ear at all. It's it's not very effective. But the ones that fly around more often, their ear is pretty. uh, It's used for detecting incoming predators such as bats. So they can hear the ultrasonic of the bats. And they do this, like, phytoplane maneuver, where they swoop to the left and just drop down when they hear the bats coming.
1: Yeah, they are really, um, they're really adept predators. And, and you know, just their camouflage and, you know, like, the way that, that their bodies, like, work. But they also actually, um, I'm pretty sure they're the only or one of the only bugs that have, like, advanced depth perception. And they were able to determine that they have, like, nerve cells that calculate depth perception in a delightful experiment where they gave them 3d glasses
0: like the little red blue ones you take to the movie
1: yeah so you can uh you can you can find pictures of praying mantises with 3d glasses if you look it up that's that's uh, amazing it's, it's uh it's great and everyone should do it
0: that's hilarious
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I,
0: yeah you're, you're in the movie theater watching like i don't know the minions in 3d and you look to their left and there's just a praying mantis just watching the yeah. movie
1: <laughs> yeah he's got like um like like a thing of popcorn but it's just like like heads. It's just little <laughs> fruit flies.
0: <laughs> yeah. The wingless ones it's popping in his mouth.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and again for this episode I I did some looking into YouTube videos uh, and there's way more comments for mantis videos instead of june bug videos because it's just a more mm. popular species. But a lot of them were kind of really like sweet messages or people were talking about their praying mantis pets. People were talking about, "Oh, my my praying mantis Molly, like I had her for a year and she was she was so delightful and there are all these mm-hmm. really, like, cute messages yeah. where people are talking. And then there's also the genre I don't like, which is the mantis fight. Where
1: people are like, oh, burn it with fire. No,
0: the mantis fight videos. I hate, I hate oh, fight oh, videos. I hate I I it's like mantis versus scorpion, mantis versus this, mantis versus yeah. that. It's so, I, I don't know. I just never like those. It's like, and
1: it kind of, it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's like borderline animal cruelty. Yeah,
0: and it's it, it serves no, like, educational purpose. Yeah, almost.
1: it's not, it's not like, because I don't have a problem if it's, like, here's a mantis, you know, attacking this, like, wasp that landed on a flower, that's, that's, like, it's, like, what it would do in nature. But if you're, like, putting it in, like, a container with another bug and, you are know, like, aggravating them, it's, like... Yeah,
0: it, it's, man, like, some weird fight club. You suck. I don't know. You're the worst. I just, yeah. I, I've always had a bad feeling when it comes to those videos. Yeah, I
1: don't like those. And I get them in my, like, YouTube recommendations. Yeah, space. it shows up. It's, like, oh, you like bugs? Do you want to see them mm. <laughs> kill each other? Fight like, to the oh. death
0: in the yeah. pit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Someone someone was also talking about the praying mantis, Manuel, they found. So, and he's been catching praying, small moss oh, and like feeding them. Oh, the pet's them. name was Manuel? What? Yeah, the name of praying mantis, Manuel. And they just found it on their car one day. And that seems like a lot of the way people get their mantises. They just find, like, a mantis on their wall. And it kind of just hangs yeah. out there. And they're best, they're best yeah. friends. And he sits in his hand when he plays Red Dead. And <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'd find him a companion. But I ain't letting my boy go down that way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I found um, a dead praying mantis once on a, like the side of a fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just like I was talking to someone, and then I saw it instead of the fence. and I was like, "Oh my god, a praying mantis!" And I went to go like pick it up, and it was like, "Oh my god, it's dead." <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, Mia, she tied little strings to it, and she made it walk around. She pretended it was
1: it was <laughs> real. I like sat down at the dinner table. Yeah, it's like flopped. Like, oh, you're hungry. <laughs> yeah. What do you think we should do, Manti? I think we should go <laughs> have some fun. That's a really good idea. <laughs>
0: Let's go talk to our friends. It's just a pilot dead flies. <laughs> and there's another video by the Smithsonian. Just about the... It's a video of a mantis attacking a bee. The video... The comments are normal. Except for somebody who says, Never thought the Smithsonian would scoop down to gluing the bee to the leaf and filming an artificial <laughs> feeding as a genuine hunt. Bravo.
1: Have you ever tried to get glue on a bee, man? It's not worth the effort.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, in the video, the bee is obviously just drinking from this fruit it's on. And this person is... <laughs> convinced and he says like if you start the scene with the bee right before you snatch her you can clear yourself something isn't right and either way it's a total setup and he he theorized that it was sprayed by a chemical or it was chilled on ice
1: the bees like blinking in morse code
0: the the smithsonians orchestrating a like a game hunt like when they drug a lion and you shoot it
1: like it's like the pregnant looks like it's like posed with the dead honeybee like
0: (laughs) we'll leave you to think about the conspiracy theory of the smithsonian who was did they really do it was it real or was it fake? Yeah, wake up! <laughs> yeah, wake up, people! This is this this is is a conspiracy going right under your noses. But that's all we have for you today on Insect View. But good news, uh, our podcast is now on Apple Podcast and Spotify, so you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. But we also have we also have a Twitter and Instagram account. Both are Insect View, yeah, we make posts related to the podcast. We make uh, just posts about insects we see when we're out. Uh, so there's always some fun new content there that you can check out
1: and if you have any sort of uh, questions or concerns or anything you can email us at uh, insectviewpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com so well thanks for tuning in for this episode of uh, insect view i hope that you were entertained or learned something
0: you laughed you cried
1: maybe you learned something about yourself
0: or about the smithsonian that yeah. devious institution
1: <laughs> well thank you for tuning into this episode and we'll see you next time